Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past i want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my now here's your host matt dannison it's indiana what i feel is the pinnacle the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball And hello, welcome in. Wednesday edition of the show. Glad you're with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Uh, Welcome in. A lot to get to per normal in this 11 a.m. hour. So glad you're with us. And a reminder out of the gate, if you can't join us or miss the show a a day or miss a segment and you want to go back and catch it, we're always available as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison and you will find us basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. So uh, glad to have you with us today. Indiana and Kansas, number two ranked Kansas, that is, coming to town on Saturday. Going to be a special day at Assembly Hall as far as the buildup and the fans. And I read this morning it's supposed to be a stripe out uh, for that game on Saturday, which doesn't always happen. That's kind of a rare thing in Bloomington. But uh, that lets you know it's a big one as far as the fans and the environment and recruiting and so much more. The only question mark about Saturday, the only unknown, is around this team and their performance and how they will handle a team like Kansas. We've seen some good moments from Indiana, but we've also seen a lot of questionable moments, a number of concerns, even in the Auburn game Kellel Ware, who has been the solid and the consistent, uh, didn't perform up to par. So he's got to be available, ready, uh, normal effort, big effort maybe on Saturday against Kansas. And it's going to take a lot more than Kellel Ware. It's going to take some three-point shots to go in. Uh, which will allow Kellel Ware and Malik Renew and others down low to work a little bit easier, perhaps, against a, a big Kansas team and a good Kansas defense. So an exciting game. Are you going? If you're going, I'd love to know, if you don't mind to share, what you paid for your tickets. I've heard some crazy prices for tickets that people are paying for Saturday's game. I think that, number one, ticket prices in general, whether it's a sold-out game or not, NBA, college, whatever it may be, they've went through the roof, especially at some of these uh, big arenas. Uh, But I'd I'd be curious to know if you're going, uh, what did you pay? Because I know people are uh, doling out some good money, uh, even for bad seats, just to be in the environment, in the arena uh, for the game on Saturday. One other thought, too, you know, everybody's down on IU this week, and and I think I I am, too. I agree. Uh, There's reason for lots of concern with the top-ranked or second-ranked Kansas coming to town. But what if Indiana had beaten Auburn? What if they hadn't lost and really gotten their doors blown off in many ways? What if they had gotten off to a good start, as they did, and maintained a lead or held on to that lead to win on Saturday, that would put Indiana with two Big Ten wins in a row to start the year, to start the conference, 
put Indiana with a win over Auburn. So just a couple games ago, my point here is Indiana was playing pretty good basketball. I know it's Michigan who's got a lot of troubles, and I know it's Maryland who there's some question marks around them as well. But Indiana, 2-0 and in the Big Ten Conference. And maybe the conference isn't any good this year. I don't, I don't know. But maybe I don't think it's as good as what we thought it was going to be. But maybe that's part of the problem here. But Indiana did just win two in a row in conference play. So... Maybe there is some cause for excitement for a big environment on Saturday, regardless what the ultimate outcome is. It could be a learning point for the Hoosiers because ultimately it's all about the Big Ten, the tournament, the standings, the NCAA tournament, and so forth. So if Indiana can just play tough against Kansas, in some ways that is a moral victory. And I know it pains people to talk about moral victories these days, but that's just a fact of matter. So welcome into our Wednesday show. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450 is the number. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Honey Baked Ham show lineup. Uh, Let's look at what we're going to cover here in our hour together today. Segment one, uh, Hoosier Headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. A little bit on IU. A little bit on IU recruit Liam McNeely, a little bit of high school basketball stuff, including a crazy high school girls basketball game last night in the area. Uh, All of that coming up here in segment number one and more. Later in the show, it's Wednesday, so Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star will join. Dustin is the Pacers beat writer for the Star, but we talk a lot of IU stuff, so we'll do that today. But we will talk a little bit of Pacers and Dustin's trip to Las Vegas uh, for the in-season tournament, which the Pacers got all the way to the championship game. And uh, Tyrese Halliburton, this Indiana a team. Uh, they've got momentum. They've got excitement in Indianapolis and beyond. I don't know that it's made it all the way down to the southern Indiana portion of the state, but I do feel like more people are paying attention to professional basketball and the Pacers in our state, and it's all thanks to Halliburton and the Pacers and the exciting brand of basketball that they have brought to Indianapolis. So Dustin Dopirak with us a little bit later, and then Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. He'll be with us in segment number three. We always talk talk local sports when Josh is with us. We'll get you set for the weekend ahead. A new high school football coach at Jeffersonville announced yesterday. We'll talk about that and uh, some other things around high school football as well here in the offseason that we'll mention with Josh when he's with us a little bit later in the hour today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Try Honey Baked Ham today for a great lunch. They've got wonderful sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily, and they will surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try I think you'll be glad that you did. Uh, That's the Honey Baked Ham lineup for today. And let's uh, get into our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. Seven Indiana Hoosiers in the NBA. A lot of NBA basketball going on. Eric Gordon having a good season at Phoenix, just kind of a recap of things. He's averaging 14.2 points per game and 32 minutes a game for the Suns. OG Ananobi, he's kind of the guy that I think has the most potential of the 
former IU guys in the NBA. I know he really was a hot guy in the league a few seasons ago, but he's continuing with great play. Uh, he's played 19 games this season. He's averaging just shy of 16 points and averaging just about 33 minutes a game for the Raptors uh, in Canada. Victor Oladipo uh, for Houston still has not played due to injury. Thomas Bryant with Miami. He is logged into 14 games he's averaging 4.7 points and 12.3 minutes per game uh, Cody Zeller 1.7 points uh, 9.7 minutes a game for the New Orleans team and then Jalen Hood Shafino saw him on television in that big in-season tournament championship game on Saturday night he's only logged minutes in five games for the Lakers he's averaging 2.8 points in those five games He's played an average of 10.4 minutes per game in those five games. Of course, he's been battled by injuries that have kept him from probably making a uh, full debut his rookie season, but uh, getting a little bit of opportunity to get some run. Funny to watch him on the television screen with LeBron James uh, hugging on him, celebrating with him uh, the in-season tournament and that extra $500,000 bonus. So talk about NIL money that he was making at Indiana. That's a nice bonus on top of a multi-million dollar salary for sure, a $500,000 bonus for winning the in-season tournament. All the players got. Trace Jackson Davis with Golden State. He's been back and forth between uh, the Warriors and their G League team. He has played in 14 NBA games so far this regular season. In those games, he's averaging 2.9 points and uh, just about eight minutes per game when he has been with the Warriors. I'll be honest with you, he's jumped up and down uh, so much, it seems. It's hard to keep up with exactly where Trace Jackson Davis is at. I know four games in the G League, he's averaged 17.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, uh, 2.5 assists, and 2.5 blocks per game. So uh, he's been much more active with the G League team in his appearances there than he has been with the Warriors. Uh, and he again has been back and forth a few times between Golden State and their G League affiliate but that's kind of a look at IU guys in the NBA uh, interesting to see that number at seven that number should grow for next season um, could Romeo get back to the NBA that's another potential guy out there and of course Kellel Ware McKenzie Mbako probably a lot for Mbako to show still to uh, get an opportunity right out of the gate for NBA action or NBA uh, draft pick maybe at this point but I think Kellel Ware definitely a solid pick in the upcoming draft when we get there in June a couple other notes Mike Woodson talking Monday night on his radio show we talked about some of what to say earlier this week, but he did talk about Liam McNeely uh, with Montverde, who, by the way, had some games on NBA TV over the weekend that I know have been replayed a couple times. And interesting because McNeely is such a good three-point shooter, really such a good shooter in general. You know, how could he help Indiana basically right now, definitely right away when he arrives this summer and next season as a freshman? So uh, Mike Woodson with some uh, good words, maybe predicting the future, talking about McNeely and how he is a good shooter and the team doesn't have that right now was basically uh, his word-for-word comments on the program. One other headline I had up yesterday, and I never made it to it because of time, you know, Indiana um, lost heavily to Auburn on Saturday. Bruce Pearl, we talked with Chad Gilbert on Monday about his time in Indiana at USI, long before they were thought of to be a Division One program, winning a national championship at the Division Two level. And, of course, Coach Pearl has went on to have a good career. There have been some, I don't know, questionable moments or scary moments maybe when it 
came to NCAA or some rules things. But um, I was interesting to hear him say after the game uh, in the press conference that Indiana was his dream job. Now, it, it isn't Indiana is my dream job. The, the wording was Indiana was my dream job. He talked about blue blood Indiana basketball and how coming up as a young coach, his dream was to uh, be the boss of the Hoosiers. Uh, so interesting to see that. I'm sure that's the case if you go back and talk to a lot of high major college coaches that are having success with their respective programs that when they were younger, when Indiana was rolling each and every season under the direction of Bob Knight, Indiana was truly, I mean, I, I think it still is a, de- a blue blood job. It still is a destination job. But I think at one point it was probably the job or one of the jobs. I'm talking the top two, three, four jobs in college basketball. I still think it's up there fairly high because of salary and fan interest. And uh, it's just Indiana basketball. It's different than anywhere else. And we're fooling ourselves if we don't believe that. But uh, it was interesting to hear those comments from Bruce Pearl after the game on Saturday. Also, girls basketball last night, Silver Creek and Scottsburg. It was a good one. Scottsburg with a big victory over the Silver Creek team, 49-46. Scottsburg jumped out to a 16-10 first quarter lead. Then they outscored Silver Creek 13 to nothing in the second quarter. I've got to believe, and I'd have to go back and check the books or the records, has there been a Scott Shane coach Silver Creek team that didn't score a single point in a quarter of basketball? I, I believe last night had to be the first. Uh, that really got Silver Creek behind, but they made a ferocious comeback. They outscored Scottsburg 18-11 to in the third quarter and then 18-9 to in the fourth quarter, and their comeback fell just short. 49-46 was the final score in that contest. Ellie Richardson, she led Scottsburg with 11. Silver Creek, Brooklyn Wren, who's getting all sorts of high major Division I interest, Indiana, Louisville, uh, lots of other programs. She led the way, as she typically does for the Dragons, with 19 points. So an outstanding girls game last night, a big win for Scottsburg and Brooklyn Wren. She's uh, from the same family as Trey Kaufman Wren, Matt Wren. You might remember back some years ago with Silver Creek, who went on to have a great career at Indiana State, a great basketball family in Southern Indiana that's produced a lot of talent. And that's just starting to name some of the Wren family that have played sports or played basketball here locally. There have been others as well, but she is worth watching. She is a talented player, still a youngster, has some time to get better, uh, but getting a lot of recruiting interest. And she's one of the better high school, if not the best high school player in the area this season. Also last night, some Tuesday night high school basketball in addition to that girls game. Charlestown, a winner 63-54 over Henryville. A uh, good balanced effort uh, by the Pirates, led by Matt Lynch, the coach. Demetrius Phillips, he had 17 points. He's back. He was not with the Pirates for the first four or five games of the season. And Aiden Head, he led Henryville in defeat with 23 points. I don't know a lot about Head, but I do know that he has had some major scoring outputs here in recent games. So uh, Charlestown improves to 4-3 and three on the season with the victory last night. Other results, Jeffersonville was in action last night. They defeated Charlestown 55-39, the final score in that contest. 
So uh, a handful of Tuesday night games on the schedule. Getting us set for this weekend, Silver Creek and Jeff is where we will be on Friday night. I mentioned this yesterday, but really looking forward to the opportunity to get to see Silver Creek for the first time in person this season. They are off to a 6-0 start on the year and had a couple big wins this past weekend, not just the wins, but the margin they won by over North Harrison and Jennings County. So I think Jeff and Silver Creek should be a fantastic game on Friday night. The Devils looking to bounce back after a loss to Seymour that was a little bit unexpected on the road without uh, without uh, Trey Singleton on uh, Friday night. So we'll see how things go there. But looking forward to being at Johnson Arena for the first time this season, one of my favorite places to, to be on a Friday night, a great place to call a basketball game, that is for sure. Uh, Thornton's text line, a couple texts. Uh, texter says, when Trey Galloway is introduced, he's listed as a senior. Was he part of the COVID season? If so, do you think he will be back? Hoping for a good close game, of course. Would like to win. I wish I had tickets, but will be interested to hear the prices you find out. I've had a couple other texts. People say they're going, but nobody give me an exact price uh, that they're paying. But I've heard from some friends who are going that they have paid uh, definitely some pretty serious money uh, for their tickets for the IU Kansas game. As far as Trey Galloway goes, he is six foot five senior. Um, I, I, was he there during COVID? I'm trying to think. Trey was. I have to look that up over the commercial break. But um, I would think that Trey Galloway will play basketball at Indiana as long as he can. So, um, but I don't know if he was part of the COVID roster or not. I'd have to go back and look. COVID has thrown uh, still when it comes to grades and. Uh, who's back and eligibility it's so confusing it used to be so straightforward and so simple but COVID and transfers and everything else have changed that completely there's no question about that Uh, we'll head to a commercial break Thornton's text line is open that number 502-414-1450 again 502-414-1450 one other text on the text line I want to get in here real quick before we go to break texter says is it possible that players are adding too much muscle or mass and it's affecting the shooting of players it's hard to believe that we haven't had a great three-point specialist in years and every team we play seems to not have any problems uh, that that is a good point uh, I guess some people and maybe you would have to uh, pursue expert opinions on lifting weights during the season and how it could affect your shot and so forth but what I'll say is it's it's a tough predicament because everybody in college basketball lift weights and a lot of the successful high school basketball programs have a serious weight program and so uh, you've got to lift in the Big Ten conference it's generally physical so you 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 need that mass you need that size from that perspective but does it have any effect on shooting my thought is no but again I'm not an expert and I'm not the coach of a high major college basketball team but it is something to think of because so much in the offseason it's put out all the workouts and all the strength training and how the gains of some of these players, and it's not just in Indiana. It happens a lot of places. There are professional strength and conditioning coaches that, I mean, they're guaranteed results if you follow their plan. I mean, these freshmen come in and they bulk up right away. And uh, from sophomore to junior year, these guys, they increase again when it comes to their muscle mass. So it definitely is a thought, and I sure appreciate the text. Uh, conversation piece for somebody that knows a little bit more about it than us probably for sure we'll head to a commercial break we're back with dustin dopirak of the indianapolis star iu and the pacers on tap with him this is the hoosier report with matt dennison 
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Wednesday program. Glad to have you with us. Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star, our guest to talk IU. And we got to start talking a little bit more about the Pacers. That's the beat that Dustin covers. And I think today, Dustin, you're in Milwaukee getting ready for the Pacers and Bucks. Glad to have you with us today. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. For sure. Uh, let's start with Indiana and work our way to the Pacers. Tough one coming up on Saturday for the Hoosiers. It's Kansas at home. But IU fans, Dustin, you know this. You've covered so many Indiana teams and games over the years. They are resilient. There will be an outstanding crowd. It's going to be a stripe out at Assembly Hall on Saturday for that Kansas game. And you wouldn't know, based on fans, loudness, environment, all the other things, that Indiana's coming off a really poor performance against Auburn. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, obviously IU basketball is just such a huge part of this community, and no matter how bad uh, things get, and, and they're obviously not that bad on, on a grand scale. I mean, it was a bad loss to Auburn. Um, but, you know, I mean, they're, that, that's the second loss of the season. They've, they've been, you know, reasonably competitive. I mean, I, again, like I, mean, I think you obviously look at the roster and, and the team and have some concerns, but you don't go into this thinking that there's just no chance whatsoever that they're going to be able to hang. I mean, like, uh, you know, they have uh, certainly answers no, four hundred Dickinson. They've got some some bigs, obviously, with wear and renew uh, that give them a chance. I mean, Kansas has some depth. Certainly, McCullough's been playing terrifically well. Uh, KJ Adams has been playing really well, and Marco Jackson. They've got some really talented guys in that group. Uh, but I don't think Indiana is is going to go in there and just get absolutely walloped. Um, so you know, Indiana fans are going to get up for that. And and, and obviously, just having a, a, a major major program like Kansas is a big deal. I think it obviously. Um, brings the kind of game that Indiana wanted. Um, you know, this is kind of a, in a sense, a campaign promise, if you will, for Mike Woodson. It's not exactly that. Obviously, he was saying this after he'd already been hired, so it's not the same as trying to be elected. Um, but, you know, at the very beginning, he was saying he wanted to bring in major games. Uh, and, in, you know, back to Assembly Hall, and he's certainly done that, you know, bringing the, you know, bringing back the Kentucky series. But this was really one of the first ones he got on the docket was to get, obviously, the Kansas home and home. Uh, and now he delivers this, bringing it back to Assembly Hall. Obviously, they played uh, you know, last year in in uh, in Lawrence. So uh, at at Fog, it took a minute to sort of remember the name of the, the historic name of the arena. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's certainly going to be just a wild atmosphere. Uh, you know, certainly for IU, you've seen these before when they've gotten the big blue bloods, the Carolinas, the Dukes, usually as part of uh, the ACC Big Ten Challenge. But also, you know, Kentucky, Kansas. You know, like this, they're going to get up for Kansas in the same way that they have uh, for previous games of this caliber. Dustin Dopirak, the Indianapolis Star, a guest talking IU in Kansas on Saturday. Um, Indiana had gotten consistent play all season long from Kellel Ware, and maybe the front court, you could say in general, it didn't necessarily happen against Auburn. How important is not just Kellel Ware to get back on track against a good Kansas team, but for Indiana to get more guard play and probably have to hit some three-point shots to have a chance to keep this one close and give themselves any opportunity uh, to compete, I would think, in this ballgame. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's it's obviously this. It's not a it's not a balance issue. I don't even know how to put it at this point. Um, it's not, you know, it, it's just really, really difficult um, it, in just the modern game to be able to continue winning uh, while you're hitting what? I mean, what are they at? Let me look here. As far as three point shots per game, um, it's, you know, I, it's not good. But 31 threes uh, in nine games. So you've got, so that's well less than four. Uh, it's more than three, but it's less than four, about three and a half per game. Kansas isn't, isn't necessarily hitting a whole bunch themselves. They're averaging 6.6 and they're giving up 8.2. Um, but, you know, at, at a much higher percentage, I mean, they've shot 100 less threes. I'm just looking at their stat sheet right now. They've shot a hundred fewer threes than their opponents have so it's not like they live and die by the three themselves but it's still really important i mean if you're going to be dealing with dickinson who's averaging 19.4 and 12.6 mccullough who's averaging 19.0 and 7.1 um so you've got uh, certainly legit you know scores in there um and it's hard to match them if you're not going to hit some threes just to get yourself in the ball game if you're trying to outbrute them uh, it's not going to be, that doesn't mean it's not doable, uh, that, that it's not conceivable that you can pull it off again. You know, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, getting a lot out of the front court as well. Um, but it's hard, you know, it's really difficult to be able to, you know, just, just out, uh, last a team like that. That's got the, that kind of, you know, raw talent, those kind of stars. If you're not kind of getting, uh, three for two, at least in parts of the game. Dustin Dopirak, Indianapolis Star, talking IU Kansas here on the program. Uh, the Big Ten as a whole, we've had this conversation with others this week, Dustin. Michigan State is off to a dismal four and five start. There's concerns at Michigan. Um, I think generally across the board, is it too early to say that maybe the Big Ten conference isn't as good as what we thought it might be? And I guess that's probably a good thing for Indiana if that's the case, correct? Yeah, for the most part, I, mean, I don't know if you can go out and, you know, certainly the Michigan State, uh, those losses are concerning. Certainly Michigan uh, dealing with the turmoil that it's dealing with is an issue. Uh, you know, you're still in the early going here. Uh, you know, you're, you're still, and, and you do have, I think, obviously some teams that uh, that are, are surprising. You certainly have a, a, you know, a top five team in the country with Purdue kind of carrying uh, the group. I mean, there, there certainly are some, I think, concerning signs. Uh, you know, again, when Michigan State, who's just been really your banner program uh, over the last 20 years, really, uh, is four and five. I mean, the, the, that that certainly makes you nervous. Now, part of that is they played some really good teams, and that's part of what uh, you know Michigan State does. You know, has done traditionally is just go out and. and you know, play some big ones, but obviously, you know, it's one thing when you're losing to Duke and you're losing to Arizona. It's another thing when you're losing to Wisconsin and Nebraska. Uh, you know, that certainly stands out as, okay, what's going on here? But still, you know, most of those losses aren't that bad. I mean, I, I didn't watch the games this weekend. I didn't see, you know, what, uh, if there's reason to be up in arms, but, you know, is those teams tend to lose early and get better late. So we'll see what happens going forward, but this is pretty traditional for Michigan State to, you know, kind of take a couple lumps early so that you're not talking about them. I mean, you know, people have always said that Izzo just doesn't want to be spoken about in November and December. So it goes out, schedules some big games, you know, gets his butt whipped, and then spends the rest of the year just getting back to normal. So I don't know if, it, if that's what's happening. Uh, certainly the James Law- Madison loss uh, in the opener stands out, but... Hey man, that's a good James Madison team. It's bizarre for me to say that because I used to cover them and they were not any good when I covered them. Um, but still, I mean, they haven't lost a lot since either. So, I mean, there's, there is reason to concern. Nebraska certainly stands out as a reason to be concerned. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know that you're, you know, you're losing it over the Big Ten. And certainly if, if you're Indiana, hey, I mean, you're 2-0. 
uh, in league play. So you look at yourself in it as in better shape, and that certainly helps if it's going to be a little bit worse. But, you know, Northwestern looks pretty good. Illinois looks pretty good. Wisconsin looks pretty good. And you have Purdue standing out there uh, as a team that I think has a legitimate chance to win the whole thing. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, bury the Big Ten just yet. Dustin, I know you got to get to a press conference here in just a couple minutes, so before we let you go, the Pacers, what a ride that they have been on, and you've been right there for uh, basically all the games. You were in Vegas the last time we spoke with you for the uh, in-season tournament. What a deal that was. Kudos to the NBA. I thought it was generally very fantastic to bring uh, high-level NBA basketball here in the month of December, even back into November as well. Uh, But the Pacers, I mean, wow, what a team that has risen as far as NBA uh, standings go and maybe interest and uh, Tyrese Halliburton is the talk of the league right now so you sure have had uh, a fun opportunity to cover a team right now that's really on the move and beginning to really put things together. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it, it was a, it, it, an amazing experience, I think, covering that group, uh, you know, in, in this tournament. It was so weird, uh, certainly just uh, from, the, from the standpoint of it's this brand new thing and, and it you, you don't know what uh, what to make of it. I mean, I, I think one thing that you kind of look at it as is it's sort of like a Maui Invitational or a Battle for Atlantis except in Vegas and except with NBA guys. Uh, and everybody technically has a chance to be there. It's not like an invi- it's not an Invitational as, as Maui is. Um, so I think you're, you're waiting to see, okay, what is going to be the long-term effect of this? But I mean, you, you see the, sh- not just the short-term effect, you see, you see the possibility for really good long-term effect is, I mean, this team does not get on TV very much. Um, you know, it's, I, I don't think I realize just how little everybody knows about Tyrese Halliburton because I mean, I see him all the time. Um, but every, for everybody else, he was a revelation, uh, you know, over, over this weekend. And I think, uh, it gets them in just so many interesting conversations. You certainly think after getting there that they're going to be on TV more next year, as, as long as they at least have a, a pretty good season. If they're a playoff team, uh, this year, you would think that just leads to more television opportunities next year. And I think, uh, you know, Halliburton really made a pretty forceful case and was not a, he was not shy about throwing it out there that he is interested in, in trying to get more great players to come to Indiana. Um, that, 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 you know, basically it's saying, Hey, look at how I play. It's going to make your life easier. You're going to, you're going to score a lot. I'm going to give you the ball, you know, like I'm going to pass and I, and that's what I want to do. And we're going to have play fun games and, you know, this is going to be a fun place for you to play and, and, and build your career. So I think uh, they certainly put themselves in a really good spot for a long-term perspective, just really taking advantage of all of that exposure. And I think just the, uh, you know, the environments they had to play in, they had to beat Milwaukee, Boston, and Philadelphia as part of those events. That's the top three teams in the East, uh, you know, not by record right now, but the, the you know, reigning top three seeds. And I think the three most talented teams, I think, you know, Orlando's been really surprising, so you probably got to put them on there, and they defend really well, so I don't think they're going away. Um, but the Pacers are kind of probably right in there with that next group of teams, and they've already beaten the best teams. Uh, so they go into this the rest of this year saying, on a given night, they can beat absolutely anybody, uh, you know, in the league. Um, so they got to be, you know, they're feeling great about themselves. Obviously, it's a weird deal to go from that to a Midwestern road trip when you go to Detroit and Milwaukee after you've you've seen bright lights in Vegas and there's the entire NBA media is there, and then you go to Detroit and it's just me asking you questions. 
Um, so, but it's, uh, it definitely, you know, they, they are on the move. Certainly Halliburton is just having an absolutely fantastic season. Uh, and he makes everybody else's life easier. And so, you know, they are really playing well, but they, they have to show that they can keep winning the games they're supposed to win. Um, you know, they, they have some losses in there. They should not have lost Portland, Charlotte, Chicago games that have no business losing whatsoever. Um, and you know, it's going to get tougher. I mean, again, this is their, their longest road trip. It turns really into a six game road trip. Uh, when you count Vegas, uh, you know, so they're, they're going to be gone for a week and a half from home by the time this is all said and done. Then now they got to go beat Milwaukee at Milwaukee, which is going to be tough. And the Bucks are going to be angry. Uh, and Damian Lillard, I think, is going to have something to prove um, after the, the watch thing that Halliburton pulled off. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see how they go going forward. Dustin Dobirak, Indianapolis Star. <laughs> Dustin, thanks. Great stuff on IU and the Pacers. Enjoy the game tonight in Milwaukee, and uh, we'll catch up next week. Will do. Thanks so much for having me. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. In the next segment, local sports with Josh Cook, and there is plenty to get to when it comes to high school basketball and more, so stay with us for uh, Josh from the News and Tribune. You're listening to a Wednesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach, who got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Wednesday edition of the program. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is with us. Josh is with us every Wednesday as we talk all the local happenings in sports. And there is plenty to get to this time of year. Uh, Really, plenty to get to today specifically. Uh, Josh, first and foremost, last night at halftime of the Jeff Charlestown girls basketball game, uh, Joe Washington was announced as the new football coach of the Red Devils to replace Isaac Parker, who announced his resignation, I don't know, maybe a month, three or four weeks ago uh, as head coach of the program. I don't know Coach Washington. Uh, I know you're working a story to uh, introduce him more to uh, fans locally, but uh, tell us about that announcement and the new boss of football at Jeffersonville High School. Yeah, Joe's actually, uh, he's been he's been on this side of the river for a while. He said maybe 15 years. He he works at River Valley, actually, and he, uh, he had coached uh, the football team over there for a little bit, but he's definitely got an extensive background in, in football. He uh, He's from... He played football at North Harden High School in Kentucky, where his dad coached, actually. And then he went to Western Kentucky and played there and uh, won national championship when they were in the uh, FCS. I can't remember what it's called, you know, back in the day. But uh, now he's uh, – then he's got into coaching after that. He's coached uh, several places in uh, JCPS and um, most recently at Atherton, which had a really uh, – He's at Atherton this past season. Atherton had a great, great season, and uh, uh, you know he's looking to big turnaround for Atherton. So he's looking to try to maybe do that at Jeff. You know, obviously they've had some struggles, so you know he's hoping to, to bring that winning mentality, attitude to the Red Devils. 
Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Yeah, interesting new hire for Jeffersonville. And also interesting, Coach Parker, the former coach, he's going to latch on with Providence as an assistant coach. So uh, that's good to see because I know Coach Parker loves football, loves to be involved in helping young men in the game of football, really in life as well. And he's going to go over and uh, hop on the Providence staff and stay involved. Kind of a, a new world. We see guys resign as head coaches or retire as head coaches and then maybe jump back in to help someone that they're friends with or another local program. Jim Shannon did the same on the basketball side this year with his former player, Matt Lynch, who's now the coach at Charlestown. But interesting to see Coach Parker going to stay around Southern Indiana football also. I know. That's great. I'd love to see that. Uh, it's good for good for Isaac and good for Providence. You know, Isaac uh, did a lot of good at Jeff. Uh, you know, like like he said, though, unfortunately didn't translate over uh, into wins and losses, but still he – did uh, he did a really good job over there? So, you know, I'm sure uh, I'm sure he's glad to keep keep coaching, and uh, I'm sure Providence is glad to have him. That's great. And yeah, you mentioned all the uh, some of the other former coaches. I was uh, realizing that or uh, taking note of that in basketball, especially. You know, as you mentioned, you got Jim Shannon at Charlestown, and you got Mike Warren there too. Used to coach at uh, used to coach at Jeff Girls, and in Clarksville, you got Tony Bennett. You know, he hadn't. He's an assistant now for Levi, so he hadn't he hadn't coached for quite a while. But you know, it's good to see him back coaching. Uh, you know, you'd love to see uh, you know these guys uh, still coaching after after several years or get back into it. You know, it's 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 pretty awesome to see that. Josh Cook, sports editor, News and Tribune. Josh, high school basketball this weekend. We're gearing up for the Silver Creek and Jeffersonville game. That obviously is going to be a good one uh, this weekend. Also on the docket for this weekend is Floyd Central and Providence. So we have two rivalry games coming up on Friday night. We're going to broadcast Silver Creek and Jeff. And I tell you what, Silver Creek, um, 6-0 and on the season. Maybe the best team in the area right now as far as the start and the record that they are off to. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely for sure. Yeah, six and zero, it's hard to beat that. They definitely made a huge jump in the uh, the AP poll this week. Uh, you know, jump from ten to three. So you know, that's that's good for uh, Coach Hoffman's team. Uh, you know, they've uh, you know definitely. I don't know. If I didn't expect them to to start six and zero, but uh, you know, I think they've had some some things go their way, and then they play, they played pretty well. You know, winning at uh, Went about 19 at Jennings County. It's uh, it's not an easy thing to do. So, uh, you know, congrats to them on just an absolute great start. Uh, you know, they've had different players step up too. You know, it's Casey Dagger and uh, Dane Sprigler and you know other guys. Nate Davidson, I know from the from the baseball team. Uh, you know, he's he's played. Uh, he's been playing well for them too. So they've got they've got lots of guys who can uh, who can score the ball and you know. And, in this day and age, that's that's what you need, guys. Guys who can score. So they've uh, they're off to a really, really, really impressive start, and we'll see if they can keep that going Friday night. Obviously, a tall task, uh, uh, both literally and figuratively, in front of them. You know, Jeff's not gonna. Uh, they're are going to be the the biggest team uh, Silver Creek's faced so far. So that's definitely going to be a big uh, big test. But uh, it'll be a big test for for Jeff too. Obviously, they're off to a uh, you know. Uh, less less than stellar start, but uh, you know they've only played three games, or 
So, you know, this will be a, this is a huge weekend for Jeff, too, because they've got uh, Harrison on Saturday. So, you know, it, it's maybe a weekend where we'll start to find out some more about uh, Silver Creek and Jeff as far as that goes but, uh, or uh, what they're going to do maybe the rest of the year. Yeah, big weekend for both teams. Silver Creek, Jeff, and Bedford both on the road. You mentioned what Jeff has ahead of him this them this weekend, obviously looking to bounce back after the loss uh, at Seymour. We'll see if Jeff is full strength as well Friday night. Trey Singleton did not play in the Seymour game on the road Friday night. Uh, crazy girls game last night. Silver Creek does not score in the second period. Gets down to a solid, good uh, Scottsburg team. Makes a comeback, and the comeback fell just short. Uh, Silver Creek and Scottsburg. That was kind of a crazy girls' basketball game on Tuesday night. Yeah, and uh, Silver Creek. Uh, speaking of tough schedules or big big weeks ahead, Silver Creek's got got a big one too. You know, they they're playing at uh, Bedford North Lawrence on Thursday night after that uh, after their their game last night where they they fell behind by double digits and rallied. Uh, it didn't weren't able to come all the way back, but uh, they sure got close. Um, but yeah, they they played Bedford, you know, big uh, big sectional opponent on uh, on Thursday night, and uh, you know that's that's always going to be a tough game playing the Stars. But uh, you know we'll we'll see what they can do. You know they've got a they've got a tough slate of games coming up, so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Scott Shane's young team, um, you know, uh, play plays in these games, and you know maybe they can set a tone and uh, for the rest of the year but you know obviously playing playing still playing up at 4a this year you know it's a tough it's a tough road for silver creek but uh and you know they they've certainly got uh, a 4a talent and we'll just see how that how that plays out as the season goes on but uh should be interesting to see Josh Cook, sports editor, News and Tribune. You can read the website, newsandtribune.com slash sports if you're a subscriber. Of course, the daily print edition of the paper as well. No matter how you join us, or we appreciate you having you with us and having Josh with us on Wednesdays to talk local sports. Josh, catch you at a gym, I'm sure, this weekend. And uh, thanks for the update, the chat today. All right. Sounds good, Matt. Thanks so much. Have a great week. You as well. That's going to wrap things up for our show today. Back on Thursday, we have Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. We'll get you set even further for the IU-Kansas game and start really breaking down the Jayhawks and who they are as the number two team in the country. Also, I think Matt Weaver on IU football will get an update on all things transfer portal, recruiting, Coach Signetti and his new staff with uh, Matt Weaver of Peaks.com on our Thursday program as well. Have a great Wednesday. We'll catch up tomorrow. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Matt Dennison.